Hey, how y'all doing? This is Patrick with Personal Touch Mobile Detailing, and you are watching our in-depth detail live series. Today we have a, a special guest that is joining us today. And let me tell you a little bit about our guest. He is he's the owner of, of Wings Mobile Detailing. He is a, a immigrant from Brazil. So he, he came down here to to the States to conquer. <laughs> and uh, he started in the, in the detail business down here in 2005. Now he has three franchises um, as well as 10 employees. So I want to welcome to our show uh, Andre Mizalira. <laughs> I am so bad with names. So how it's you doing? It's all good, Patrick. I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, I look forward to it, to share the story and uh, some as much tips and tricks as I can on the business side. Okay. So what do a person have to do uh, to put their business in a position to franchise it. So in our industry, in the detail industry, we don't have a lot of um, big companies. So there's a lot of space for people to grow and to expand into franchising. So what would you say would be um, some of the tips and uh, tricks that they can do to uh, put themselves in a position to build a franchise business? Yeah, that's true, Patrick. I mean, we are in this industry, especially. Indeed, it doesn't. Uh, there are not many big organizations out there who is already really big, established all worldwide, uh, or or nationwide, or just any type of franchise like this. And I think the reason being is because most people, when they get to there are certain industries, and detailing, I think, is one of those. A lot of people they get in detailing, just as either a side job or but they don't take it, they don't treat it as a big organization. So therefore, it's right. difficult to find a brand who's actually growing. And even on the franchise aspect, you know, uh, franchisees who want to take advantage of a big brand, and let's say they want to start detailing, it's hard to find because you can't really find. So, looking for a company who's well established and has a really a great brand out there is is a plus. They have to do a lot of homework to find these companies. Uh, the pros and cons, the people who are running the company, their systems that are in place to actually, you know, get to get to be part of a really good organization with a well-established brand already. And uh -huh. what we look for uh, a lot, Patrick, I do, I cover a lot on this topic actually for the different mindset business owners do have, you know, a lot of them, they start off either. They, as I said, they just want to treat it as a side hustle and other people even have big ambition. They want to really grow a company, start a business and grow it to the point where it's a big organization. But a lot of these people also, they don't treat it as an organization from the beginning. They think that they have to go from small, and take huge steps. Consequently, they start off spending a lot of money in advertising, a lot of money in, uh, and, and you know, even Facebook ads or paying people to do one thing or the other. You know, paying people from the beginning, from the get-go, to do their take care of their marketing, take care of their take phone calls. So sometimes they want to take huge steps, and they are not ready for those steps. So that's why major a lot of people they fall off because they already want to take big, big steps, but they don't know how to do each one of them individually. Uh, other people, they actually do know they they do want to take those huge steps, but they go too slow. So I think there's two sides of that spectrum: uh, one that goes too fast, and the other one who goes too slow. And for right. me, the number one thing to answer your question is not only look for a company that you know they have systems and a foundation in place to where they're not overspending on one side and not undervaluing. And on the, on the other side is if they wanna 
you know, start growing for themselves, they have to learn everything, you know, take time for self-development, learning all the ins and out about the business. And don't take huge step that you cannot handle it. So go step by step. And that's business are like that. It's not like what we see on Instagram nowadays that, oh, from one day, business owners took them a year to grow huge. You know, that doesn't happen in real life. There are struggles in the middle and, and it's supposed to be hard and difficult like that. Uh, so definitely right. learning, you know, the ins and out of businesses, all the areas growing slow. They start one step after the other, they get clients, they get more clients and then they eventually, okay, I need help now. So they hire somebody else to help. But as they are hiring somebody else to help, they want to train these people and they want to train these people to do the services. So I'm going to be very practical now. They want to train people to do the services, their trainees. So then they can take the van, for example, in the business and go out alone to themselves. But while you're training, you also have to think, okay, the services needs to be made in a, in a unique way that you're able to teach, uh, to show somebody how to teach somebody else. So, so to expand, you cannot have, you arrive to the client's house and suddenly your service change right away, you know, or certainly your prices change. If you do one thing extra, it needs to be systemized and organized so that it's easy to train people and teach them step-by-step. Step so you prepare for the future, but taking, you know, uh, not small steps, but uh, going step-by-step. Step but always preparing. Yeah, and I, I talk about that a lot. Um, I write different articles on, on Sunday and I, and I post them. And one of the things that stands true is having systems. In order for you to run an effective company, it has to be system, systemized. When you take a look at more of your bigger brands and your bigger companies or businesses in general, is everything is systematic. That's why when people come to work there, the job gets done because of the fact they're working inside of an, an organization or a system that was created to produce the work that, um, that that company specializes in. So when you don't have that system or you don't have that in place, it puts you in a, it puts you in a space where it's, it's unorganized and it's, it's chaos because yeah. nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows, you know, what's the next steps to getting to whatever the goal is. Like for instance, uh, with, with, with us, we have quotas that we meet every, every day, every week, every month, every quarter, and then every year. So with having measurable goals that you are achieving helps you achieve the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Um, but if you don't have that in place, then it's just like, you know, you're spinning your wheels and you never really get to where you're trying to go. Because you don't, number one, you don't know where you started from. And then number two, you don't have a, a ending point or sectors in between to connect you to the next level. So what you're saying is, is absolutely true. And for the detailing business, you know, I want to see more of us like yourself, you know, starting franchises and, and, and building businesses. You know, every industry, I look at the landscaping and industry, they, they have built a business that can survive and that can thrive. But my question to you would be, what made you decide to turn Wayne's Mobile Detailing into a, a franchise business? What made you make the switch to the franchise model? Yeah, um, I think, so I'll, to answer this question, I'm gonna go back a little bit from the in the beginning to that was my point for, um, that I wanted to, what I wanted to do from the beginning is always grow a big business. I knew that at the beginning of school, I went to college, it really wasn't for me and I have a whole background before that. But to the point where I got to the, the way I got into detailing into this industry 
was not mainly because I loved cars. I, you know, I'm not like crazy passionate about cars and that's fine. Uh, but it was because I loved this style of business. And I realized that it was, it, it is a business that you can expand being, if you start on your local area and you want to um, grow your clientele and thinking of the future, because this is mainly a mobile business. We're going to the customer's house. And as time goes by, people want a convenience. But the way I got into franchise is mainly um, is I wanted to I wanted to be to own a business, grow a business that has those benefits, that is ex able to expand. And from there, you know, all the work it takes after that to make it a business to make it expendable is it's a whole nother story. But that's how I realized from the beginning, I was like, okay, detailing. And, and then I just, it was an instant thought, you know, you know, oh, car, you know, car detailing people. It would be nice to have it serviced at the client's house. I'll love that if I'm a resident and I want people to come over my house and detail my car and right. from exotics to standard vehicles. And, yeah. and I know, oh, this can be done mobile. And that's, that's, that was pretty much how it started because I wanted, I wanted a type of business that was, that it is mobile and my vision for it is to have multiple vents and manage multiple a team of people that are mobile uh, and you know work vehicles and have a location like we do have a shop mm -hmm. location headquarters per se and and i thought about detailing i was like okay i can grow and so since the beginning i treated it as a business that I don't want to do a part-time. I don't want to just do self-employment and it's fine if people are into self-employment. I treat it as a business. I don't want to grow, create systems and be ready to expand. And detailing, the way this business is, is it's pretty awesome because no matter where you are, uh, if you create systems at the beginning and I can go over how to create those systems, is the way the detailing works in this industry is if you want to grow, you pretty much purchase a van. That's assuming you have the systems in place, purchase a van, have right. your trainer train people and off the go. There's no big overhead, uh, a lot of headaches with uh, employees turnover because it's an, at, at the industry. It's nice to do detailing. Let's be straight honest. It's, it's, a, it's mm. a nice thing to do. It's satisfying. And so we have have we have happy clients, happy because the, the type of service is also where it's not like a mechanic where the car breakdown they have to take it there. So the clients are happy to have their car detail. It's a huge difference. Employees mm -hmm. are happy as well. Um, and so that's what I looked into before I got into this and the low overhead. Okay. Yeah, and it is is um, low barrier of entry business. Whereas um, you can start with little or nothing and create uh, a booming business with, with clientele coming from the right and from the left. But like what you said, mm -hmm. um, a lot of that is based upon structure. A lot of that is based upon the structure of the business and, and how the business is, is uh, modeled. What, what module are you, are you after? Are you, are you doing high volume, low pricing, are you doing high pricing, high ticket item with low volume, or are you doing production, meaning you're doing more dealership work, or more car lots, um, or fleet work. So it's just different angles that you can take with it, but it just, the detailer, has to have the mindset that of how do I want this business to grow in what capacity do I want it to grow? And then you stay in that lane and you just expand inside of that lane and everything else is going to fall in place. So with, with given that you have a franchise business, how was it getting your first uh, franchisee? Now, how did you go about finding a, a, an individual that's interested in to invest the money into it and then, you know, take off from there? 
Yes, uh, Patrick. So the main focus, the focus that I have is, as you know, growing to multiple locations. Um, and there is that famous quote, the harder, the harder I, I, I work, the luckier I get. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would never consider it lucky because it was indeed hard work. And then as you, as I started the business, knowing that that's what I wanted to do from the beginning, as I mentioned before, I did all training materials for new employees to come. I trained the trainer so that they are ready to pass it on the services we have, all the services ready in place, the backend systems in place for them to, uh, to be part of the company and for new managers. So the focus with Wings, we are offering services so far covering all the state of Virginia, multiple cities. We are soon to go to North Carolina. And as, as we started to grow, I started realizing how I can get different managers. So initially I got a franchisee uh, in Virginia Beach. And he came to me, he was seeing how I was operating the business. I was growing with intentions to grow in other states. He realized that uh, in a conversation, we were, <laughs> we were actually playing golf in a golf course. And I, uh, we were talking about business. He was seeing that I was answering phone call while we were playing the game. I, I, I don't play very much. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> it's yeah. not time for fun right now. I still have a long way to uh -huh. go. <laughs> But that happened that we did play that day and my phone was going nonstop as I was managing the guys. And he liked that. Yeah. He saw, man, you're, you're anywhere, you're young and you can already, you're to the point where you can already manage your business and manage your employees. And right. the way they think sometimes is, okay, you're not, uh, you don't have to work hard to achieve this, but that, you know, you do, you harder than actual corporate people. <laughs> Right, right. But he liked that, you know, he liked that idea and eventually got into going to Virginia Beach. And that's how I start focusing more of my locations to be uh, private owned. So I own the locations and I do give people opportunity to, to do what I do, you know, to become, if they like, to become their own, to open their own Wings Mobile Detailing, their location. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's initially where it came from because the guy saw the the style of life, not that it not that it is easy, but it's motivating. It's 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 fulfilling to be a business owner and keep growing. And when you see all the systems in place as it did, it's like ready to grow to another location. And then whenever uh, the manager is ready to grow to another location, he knows that we are expanding. That he just needs to fulfill that location up that he started with one, two or three events, you know, maybe in the third year, he can already have three events going out and multiple clients. Right. So when he saw the potential, that's when he clicked and started over there. And then from there, that's when I opened another location in, in Fairfax and mm -hmm. sent, I sent a trainer over there and they started from there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so with your with your with your business, uh, with the business, was it was it self funded or did you have to go and get some sort of uh, loan, SBA loan, or um, some sort of business assistance financially? It was pure. It was pure. Uh, uh, let's see. All right. Sorry, it popped up something on the screen. Oh, okay. it, was, it was pure grind from the beginning. Uh, I started, yeah. so I can tell you my story if you like uh, to see, but yeah. it was no, yeah. it was not done through loans or, or it was, it was pure, like get first client and then from the power base and then get the second client, save that money to buy another van and then go to the next step. It was literally step by step. Um, never got to the point where I put my, the horse in front of the carriage. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, that's when I started off with my brother's car uh, detailing. Uh, there's a whole <laughs> story when, you know, after I came here from Brazil, I did high school here. From high school, I knew from the beginning that, man, you know, something's odd with me. Like, I'm not the type to be in a classroom and follow a corporate letter. Uh, totally yeah. respect people who are, but that wasn't for me. 
And I was desperate yeah. because I got to go to college, you know, kind of forced to go to college and pick a class there, uh, which was engineering classes. And it, when you when the thing is not for you, you know, you can do whatever you want. You're not going to do very well. Um, right, right. So I wanted to, I, I know I had an entrepreneurial mind. And from, from the point I was in Brazil, I left Brazil when I was 14 years old. Even at 12, 13 years old in Brazil, I used to go door to door, uh, sell ice cream cones. I painted art frames. I would sew the door to door. So that yeah. entrepreneurial drive was always in me. And when I, when I was in college, that's when I was like, I know I wanted to grow a business. I wanted to grow something, but whatever I put my mind into, I want to do it big. You know, I want to grow a big business that will take time. You know, the success mm -hmm. the, will come later, but in college, that's what I wanted to do. And then, and then when I told you, that's when the think uh, thought came into my mind, what type of business I wanted, which was the mobile part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ever since that was, that's, that's how I got into the actual, you know, the actual business itself. That's when I, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, from the beginning, that's what I, that's what I just wanted, you know, I wanted to grow a business yeah. and I'm sure a lot of people connect to it. You know, a lot of people, yeah. they are in college, they don't know what to do, but that's a very fine line for those people if the audience is looking, oh, how do I expand? Do I even start a business? Do I start a business in detailing? And on that end is if you're going to start a business thinking, oh, I want to be my own boss or, oh, I don't want to work too much and make a lot of money. You know, that's, that's not a good reason for <laughs> Maybe that's a reason not to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're gonna yeah. have to answer total opposite. Yeah, yeah, you know how clients are like you have to answer to your clients more than you would have to one boss. Like you have multiple bosses. Uh yeah. And if you decide to just go with the flow and not care much about answering and doing your best and answering to your bosses, like you're you work for them. It's like you have to put in your mind that you work for your clients. Because if you don't right. You're, you're, people are not going to do well in an industry. Right. And I think that that's, uh, and if you don't mind me asking Patrick, what was your first, what was the question initially that you asked me about when I started? Yeah. So I was, the initial question was about uh, your first, how did you go about getting your first uh, uh, franchisee? And then from there, uh, we was talking about, you know, just the kind of like the, the start of the business. Why did you choose uh, mm -hmm. franchising uh, as an option? And then, you know, how do you take that and a business build something similar to that model? And then we would just kind of like went into um, the finance side of it. Um, you know, oh, yeah, was no. it self-funded? Was it funded through a bank? And, you know, your story is, is similar to my story um, as it pertains to just taking one step at a time to get to get to the ultimate goal. And that's to build a sustainable business that not only helps me and my family, but help other families. You know, my my claim to fame, I, I want to build a business where people say, I bought my first house working for Personal Touch Mobile Detail. I put my kids mm -hmm. through school working for Personal Touch Mobile Detail. And, you know, I want to be able to, to leave that, that stamp on not only the community, but the people that work for me. And, um, you know, yeah. just that's a huge plus into getting into any business. I think that's like, that's a really good, uh, the main quality that entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, I see that they tend to have is they look into other people, you know, how it can help right. other people make them right. better. Obviously at the beginning, you gotta be, I, I believe that people has to be entrepreneurs are selfish, you know, 
because they got to yeah. first think about themselves, how they're going to grow so then they can help others. Right. Uh, but that's a huge. And, and you're right. Like the, as far as the funding part goes, Patrick, um, and that, that's when I decided, you know, step, I knew that I wanted to get, get into entrepreneurial journey. And I start, I saw videos like, okay, mobile detailing. When it clicked on me, I wanted, I was going to start mobile detailing, but I knew I want to grow big and expand and help other people have the same type of lifestyle, you know, people who, who is in the same mindset as I am, because a lot of people are corporate yeah. type of people. Uh, but yeah. there are a lot of people who's like, they just have their entrepreneurial right drive like I did. And, yeah. and and that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm doing now into getting these people that wanted to interested in, into getting to detailing, specifically detailing, because that's the industry. And with me, it was step by step. Uh, the benefit of getting to a franchise is because you don't take too small of a step because everything is kind of laid out on a way. It's like if a, when a rich person goes broke because something happened, they they get rich real quick again because they already know the steps. So that's the benefit right. of being part of a foundation, foundational business. And with me, it was the beginning was very small. I I have my brother's. I use my brother's car. He had a beat up uh, beat up Mitsubishi sedan. Mm-hmm. I went to Walmart, um, bought a vacuum cleaner. You know those tiny small vacuum cleaners from Walmart, like thirty five dollars, yeah. I think and put in the trunk i did not know how to do any service i i knew how to vacuum a car wash it i barely knew what wax and sealants were like i did not know the (laughs) difference (laughs) Uh um matter of fact when i was eight year um eight or nine years old in brazil i washed my dad's car with steel wool to try to make him happy (laughs) because i thought it would make it nice but (laughs) but that was a really huge mess obviously we don't do that right now that would be a nightmare yeah, <laughs> scratch everything up. And I, you know, I um, borrow my brother's car, his Mitsubishi, got the little vacuum, knocked on doors, start off with me asking the clients, hey, would you like to get your car washed for 25 for $25? Matter of fact, one yeah. of the, my first clients, she actually was surprised. She was like, $25, you're going to come here to wash the car inside and outside? Dude, that's crazy. I would start with at least $100. I mean, that's, don't do that to yourself. And I start to think yeah. from there, okay, you know, let me, let me charge you 80 And yeah. I did just a similar inside and outside detailing. I start learning the actual trade on YouTube. It was very slow. And then I started to say, okay, now I can offer shampoo services. And then I started to really get deep into it as years you know went by um on each particular service and as i was growing i was building up systems very slowly mm-hmm. and until it was growing to that point where you know it was actually um we actually you know have multiple people multiple events and everything mm. that's, that's that's interesting that's like the same thing with me. Um, when I started out, a, a gentleman. Uh, the timer's clicking, isn't it? Five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, like for me, I had a, a gentleman that that helped me out with um, the detailing business, and I was charging fifteen dollars um, just to wash a car and $20 for an SUV. But when I left New Orleans due to the Hurricane Katrina and went to um, Texas, it kind of changed my whole perspective. I met this guy named Mr. Jesse Dahl and I went up to his house, knocked on his door, opened his door up and he asked me basically, you know, what, how can I help you? And I said, I'm here to see if you would be interested in getting your car detailed. So he was saying, oh, okay, so how much are you going to charge? I said, $15. He said, $15? He said, son, you're doing this thing all wrong. So he helped me restructure everything. 
and then I went from 15 to 25 for cars and then uh, 40 for SUVs. And then I went through that period of restructuring and then I came back, I moved back to New Orleans and then I went up on my prices again. So mm -hmm. I, um, I just kept restructuring, fine tuning and looking at what type of customer do I really, really want. And once I, once I figured out the actual customer that I want, then I started, then I started targeting that uh, particular customer. Hold on a second. So then I started targeting that, you know, that particular customer. So I know what you mean when you're saying start off small and you just build, 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 build. Then you get to a point whereas now instead of you managing, instead of you doing the work, now you have people that's doing the work for you and you're managing them. True. Um, so my, my question to you would be, what, what are the pros and cons of a franchise? especially on the mobile end, uh, mobile franchise, what would you say the pros and cons would be? Yeah, so for, I can think a lot of pros. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, a, a lot of pros, is, I mean, part of the business itself, going specifically to this business is the low overhead, uh, low employees turnover, and I, obviously in the same industry, you can find businesses that are structured differently to the point where they do have a high employee turnover or a high overhead. Mm -hmm. But looking at a company specific, that's what I always like about it in the industry overall. Like you can have a company uh, with low, um, low employee turnover, uh, low overhead, and the prices of their service, the profit, margin is higher due to the low over uh low overhead right. and the industry specific as you know it's auto detailing so the weather has a huge uh ha not a huge hit it has a certain hit on it and i'm sure you do you know give certificate cards in the winter to yeah. make up for the uh yeah. for the loss of businesses right and so it, weather can be a little bit of a a con uh, depending on the state you reside also if you want to start a business in Alaska, you know, mobile detailing, mm -hmm. you may still be profitable. There are ways to start a mobile. Technically, there is, you know, there's type of waterless wash, but you cannot just deal with water there all the time because it's right. not going to work. The water's going to freeze. There's no way around it. Yeah. And for, for, you know, for those are the, aside from the financial aspect, the style of business and, and a huge pro on starting a, this type of business. That's what we actually like to advise people or set it as a goal as the part of you working from home and managing a team. Yeah. And you can get to this point. People in this business can get to this point a, a lot quicker than they think they, think they can. Uh, there's a lot of detailers out there as well who, who really just loves to detail. That's fine. You know, they want to grow yeah. the field, self-employment, yeah. you know, that's fine. But if you also want to grow as a, as a big business, you have a, a big franchise location in your area, for example, and you, this is a really good business to grow that way. And then set a goal as you're working from home. But until you mm -hmm. reach to that point, there is work, but it's not, you're not like working five years until you reach that point, you know? Right. Perhaps you're working two, no more than three years that can happen. Mm -hmm. And once you start managing the business from home, you're using your time to the most valuable area of the business, which is not the front and it's not the front line. It's actually you focus on the, on the growth. Mm -hmm. And that is actually what we said with the goals. And that's a huge pro uh, for yeah. this business because you're not all so working, you know, all day from home, home office. Yeah. Especially at the beginning, you're, you're, you're starting to hire and we show people how to do that very carefully, very 
uh, detail how to hire, start hiring a trainer and then a supervisor. But initially, as you work from home, you're going to start supervising your guys, the vents that you have out there until you grow to the point where you have a supervisor, but then you're doing something else, social media um, and the growth itself. So you're, it's not like a corporate job where you do the same thing every day, even though most of the day you were working from home when you reach this level. Uh, so there is there is a huge pro for me. That's what I love about it. And for you to go downhill from there, if all the systems, you have a good foundation in place, you know, that's the chances are very low for you to, for this, for you to have huge setbacks. Um, where other businesses, you know, you have a huge setback, you, you can lose all that and go back to point but you have to be in a place where you have a good foundation at the same time mm -hmm. okay hold on a second one second all right you're, tr you're trying to go back to the dslr yeah I'm uh, switching over now. am i talking too much patrick i <laughs> no you you I get are a bit too excited man i'm sorry <laughs> Please cut me, Patrick, if I am, you know, nonstop and you want to cut right there. I don't want to extend too much your podcast, man, with my uh, You're doing great. You're doing great. I mean, uh, guys need to, need to know this and, you know, they need to hear from multiple people to know that you don't have to be in this business and treat it as, as a hustle. You can be in this business choose exactly what lane you want to drive in and put all of your focus and attention on that lane to expand and to, and to grow the business to a level where the business start taking care of you. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm very much inspired by, the, by you and how you took the business and, and started franchising it. Um, it's just amazing. It, just, it, it really, really is. Um, so what are some tips that you can give uh, detailers to put them on track to having a, a business that could ultimately become a franchise business? What would be the tips that you would give them to do consistently to get them to that point? So to, to the point of a franchise and I th I'm going to simulate your question more of having, uh, let's say multiple locations, for example, so you can manage right. multiple, multiple locations is you, you, you always, you definitely want to first know that that's what you want. You know, I want to grow big. I, right. I would love to just, I'm, I'm willing to go through that hard work because if you're just going for the wrong reasons, it can be fatal because when you go, you go, you're going to go through setbacks and it's going to be painful. And if you really don't want it for the right reasons, it, it can, it, it can hurt you, <laughs> especially if you're growing uh, to a, to a level, you know, faster, not just too slow, you know, because you also want to get some speed into growing. Otherwise you just free fall. And it's simpler than people think it's, it really is. So with, as I show, let's say our franchisee that they want to grow into multiple locations, don't over, don't overcomplicate things. You know, first you're going to hire your first guy. You're going to train your first guy to do the detail. You don't, from that point, you already, let's say you already have clients established. Let's say people already have clients and they want to start this second step. The most hardest step is to actually find employees. And right. once you know all the bureaucracy of having employees, W2, you know, that part we can skip because then we can go another podcast on that. Yeah. But the thing is not overcomplicate things. You find a guy, you train him and you train him really well because eventually you want to make this guy a trainer. So you want to set, okay, 
you already have your services all set up so that you can so that this guy can also train this guy the exact same way the exact same services the prices so it's not getting out of the way you don't have a deluxe package one day and then the other day you have a a complete different type of package that includes completely different products you're going to have a set list of products and when you're training this guy you don't want to overcomplicate things by thinking oh i need to hire three more guys right now so that i can have this one guy ready but you don't have enough clients for that you're just right you're just gonna kill yourself <laughs> if you don't have enough clients to pay for that it means you're not ready for that so you train one guy well you go and start doing services um and you also don't want to by keeping it simple you also don't want to um complicate things on the side of marketing you don't want to overpay for market oh now i want a lot of clients i'm paying this marketing company here this amount of money so I'll, i want a lot of clients now so i want to pay this marketing company five times more and struggle right. so that's that's not how it works because then you're not going to have enough systems to to deal that and then you're going to put be putting money in the wrong place and you're not you're not going to know how the marketing actually works Mm -hmm. uh, after you train the first guy, you go from there. Um, you're making sure the services are the same. Or if you're in a company where you have already a services set up for you, great. And okay, you have more than enough clients, you can train a second guy. Maybe you train the second guy yourself. It's like, okay, now I can uh, manage these two guys. And I can start already showing this first guy how to train the second one that I got because I have enough clients for that. And I'm saving money. You always also want to think about keeping money, you know, start to save money from there because you want to have some cash at the beginning. Later on, when you grow big, it's a different story. You might not want to keep a, a big of a, a bank so that you don't, there's a powerful story of the power of broke. But at the beginning, that's how you are. And then when you have two guys, one may get out of the business. One may just, you know, hey, I decided to go. And that happened with me. That was a huge setback. I had two guys, one left. And I got desperate because I was like, man, it took me this long for me to hire this guy and to yeah. train this guy. And now that this guy left, I lost 50% of my business. And imagine if I want to try to hire five people. Like, is it going to take five times longer and then they can all leave and I lose everything? Right. Um, so that is a setback that some business and I went through that. I went through that nightmare and I didn't think I would be able to get out of there. And then I figured out ways to even hire people faster, how to train them faster, uh, where to find them to hire, what type of questions you ask on the interview. And when I set up those questions, I have everything systematic. So I set up those questions and it's on the system. Like when I'm hiring somebody, I know each point where to look, to hire these people. Mm -hmm. And so that's one point of, of tens of, you know, hundreds of points. Yeah. And, and then you're like, okay, you created a system right there. You hire somebody and you can, and they, you, you, now you're back to two people and then one leaves again. Okay. You can put one right there right away. And then you need another, another guy because you got more clients. You have three people, but now you cannot right. manage three people yourself. You cannot keep control of three people because you used to be there on the field with them and now you're working from home. Right. Then you start learning systems. Then you see, okay, how am I going to keep track of the supplies and events? So you need, maybe you need a software for that accounting. That's when you start thinking from a self-employment, uh, running a business with one or two helpers to actually thinking, okay, organization and growing a big business. And this applies to any business. This applies to real estate. You know, you can be a small real estate agent or you can be a big brokerage firm. Right. You can be a small detailers with some helpers here and there, or you can start growing first location, hiring people quicker because you already know the systems and everything in place. And then go to a second location, go to a third location. If you need some, another venue, buy another van and you send the trainer over there. That's how we do, you know, with all the support. And each point, I gave you an example of one point, you know, which uh -huh. is the hiring thing. But each point for that, there's always a, a lot of, it's not a one roadway. There's a lot of paths. Yeah. And that's normally how we, 
how we do at least our the mindset that we go through. You're gonna you're gonna bump your head at the beginning. Yeah. You're, you're gonna think like you don't know what you're doing. But yeah. if you're thinking that, you're probably doing the right thing. <laughs> Bec- right. Now, yeah. if you're thinking, oh, I'm doing everything right. I'm gonna rock and roll. One year go by, this messed up thing happens, and you're like, you know, I'm gonna rock and roll. You know, I'm just gonna grow huge. You're super excited. Those are the people who need to be afraid, you know, because they're probably doing something wrong. If if it seems too easy to be, if if it seems like too easy to be true, it's probably not, you know, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's um, there are ways to, and I can't think of better way than learning from people. Like that's what you know people do: learning from people who already gone through that. Right. But right. learn step by step. I read a lot of books and see, okay, how do I hire people? It's not about, you know, a small book they gave me a tip. You know, when you're hiring people or firing people, which uh, you have to do, you have to keep everything systematic there in place so that it doesn't bite you back in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes you have to spend more money. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh, so that's, that, that's, that's, that's the same process that... I went through and currently fine tuning, and that's the process of software. So I incorporated software into the business now, and I have a better grasp on employees and offering them different benefits, whereas our business become more attractive. Um, uh, just, Just learning the mindset of an employee or of a, of a person that you're hiring and you kind of see, okay, you know, what could I offer them that would, would, would give them the security that they're looking for. Um, and, um, I figured those things out and, and, and now you, you just expounded on that and then started to expand on that. And then taking the process that works in a way. Right. Right. And then taking a business and breaking it down into sectors. So, like for me, you know, we have a crew that just wash cars and we have a crew that just detail. The reason why I broke it up is because now we can get more washes done from an individual that pay rate is not at the same as a detailer. So when we send a detailer out, it's gonna be a high ticket item. When we send a wash guy out, it's gonna be uh, middle of the road, middle of the pack. Um, So with, with separating the crews, it gives you the ability to see Okay, you know we need to sell. Uh, we need to sell some more detail and services. Uh, hold, hold on one second. Oh, that, that's fine. That's my kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just, you know, just taking a business and, and breaking it off into two different components, whereas now you can see what's working, what you need to add more gasoline on, and how you can take it and explode, you know, what you have. Like, I switched my business to more of a subscription model. So instead of doing it the old way, like how I was doing it, now I have a, what is called a membership plus rewards uh, program <laughs> that I offer to anybody that's a member. So when you're a member with us, you get all of the benefits of being a member, the discounts and the different things like that that we offer. Or if we have a new product that we're testing out, you will be the first to uh, it'd be tested out on your vehicle first versus having to wait or, 
you know, or what have you. So structure is big. Uh, I love the, the points that you're giving. Um, and, you know, I, I think this is, this is a good one. A good one. Oh, that's oh, a trick. So, and, yeah. Any, any last words that you want, want to share or give? Or? Yeah, I mean, to, to enforce on that point when a lot of detailers and I, I know a lot of detailers, quality people who does an excellent job and a lot of small business owners who is not, maybe not even in the industry of detailing. Maybe they are just an entrepreneur in another industry, but this repeats to a lot of different businesses there. They get afraid when they go through a huge setback mm-hmm. at the beginning because of lack of systems, lack, lack of preparation or knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way they acquire knowledge. And sometimes they think they cannot pass through that. And once mm-hmm. they do, once they do, they don't want to feel unstoppable because that's also a problem. But once they do, they realize that, okay, this is normal. It's normal to be difficult. Not only is it normal, but it's supposed to be hard. It's not um, supposed to be from night to today. It's step right. by step. It's right. not, oh, I want to have a lot of detailing vans. So my first day, I'm already going to buy three vans and have them ready for when I need them. No, right. you start with one van. Right. Um, and and that applies to any business. And no, people who's listening don't get discouraged by the hardships. If this is for you, if you're enjoying it, there are going to be hard times, but hard times is, it's got to be there. Uh, okay. and learn from it, create systems so that the same, the same thing that caused you to go to setback on your business, learn from it so that doesn't happen again. Create system for it so that doesn't happen again. Or, yeah. or you know, know or, or learn from somebody else a system so that you don't even have to go through that and find out yourself. Right. And you just go one after the other. I'm going to go through a lot of setbacks still that um, sometimes when things are going really well in the business, yeah, I cringed. I cringe a little bit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what's coming what, next? What, what's coming next? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, I had a great interview with you on today. And I want everybody to check out our interview with uh, Wings Mobile Detailing. And I'll see you guys on next week. Thank you very much, Patrick. Thank you. All right.